So here in these great uh, days of Lent, this Lenten journey in which we find ourselves, we, uh, we make every effort to follow in the steps of Christ. And in that, we find ourselves uh, drawn more closely to Christ. We uh, have found ourselves uh, here over the last uh, couple of weeks uh, in the upper room. And it was in the upper room that uh, Jesus dealt with some pretty serious stuff. He knew that he was not long uh, for things here on earth. Uh, the cross was now casting its long shadow over his life. Jesus met in the upper room with his, uh, with his disciples in and around the, the Passover meal. He talked about his uh, body being broken and his blood spilt. We'll be uh, celebrating that in, in remembrance of all that God has done through him as we come to the Lord's table here uh, near the, the end of our service. We, uh, we remember there in the upper room that uh, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He did that to awaken uh, them to his every desire to tend to their needs. Certainly, uh, Jesus uh, would do that when he went to the cross. He, he tends to our needs as well. There on the cross, he, he deals with that fundamental need that every one of us uh, have to be forgiven. Jesus even uh, sends uh, Judas from the upper room to do what was in his heart to do. He, he challenged Peter, who would later deny him three separate times. There's a lot of serious stuff going on there in that upper room. In the mix of that, Jesus shifts gears, and he offers a word of hope. All of us need to hear that word. Uh, Jesus encouraged his disciples to take the long view. He, he pointed their sights toward heaven. Eugene Peterson, in his wonderful paraphrase of the Bible called The Message, uh, has this to say as he writes, don't let this throw you. You trust in God, don't you? Trust me. There's plenty of room for you in my father's home. If that weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you? Let's hear more about that as we uh, read today uh, from John 14, 1 through 7. We will hear this from God's word. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I, go, I, that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So this is God's word. May it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to this word. And may God bless us as we do. 
Well, our kids in Nashville are getting ready to move. They are relocating near to where they live, but they're, they're moving all the same. The past few weeks, they've been looking for a new home in what is a, a, a rather odd and robust uh, real estate market. It's, uh, it's been a real challenge for them. As with any house hunting, there are some things you, you hope for, some things that will be helpful, and then some things that are non-negotiable. As with any house hunting, there is always some compromise when it comes to the first two, but none when it comes to those things that are non-negotiable. One of the non-negotiables for Brian and Cassie and their family is the number of bedrooms. That's the way it is with a, a growing family. Everybody needs their room, I guess. You know, I've noticed the same sort of uh, dynamic at play on the HGTV network. I love that network. What about you? Uh, the show House Hunters features people who are also moving. They're, they're, they're looking for a home, armed with a budget and a wish list uh, they, uh, of what they want uh, in, a, in a house. Those people visit three homes and from them decide one to purchase. There usually is a lot of compromise. Often the, the budget and the wish list don't always, uh, don't always match up. Usually there's some cutting back at, on one thing or the other. It's not unusual though for the buyers to remain dead set on the number of, of rooms. It's one of those non-negotiables. They may budge on the decor, the locale, the, the type of yard, even the size of house, but they very, very rarely budge on the number of rooms. Everybody needs their, their room, I guess. The old spiritual uh, heartens us to no end in talking about heaven. There's plenty of good room, plenty of good room, plenty of good room in the Father's kingdom. You just hear that song, plenty of good room. I've always uh, loved the, the, the song uh, Big House, made popular by the Christian rock band Audio Adrenaline. It goes like this, come and go with me to my father's house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms, a big, big table with lots and lots of food, a big, big yard where we can play football, a big, big house. It's my father's house. Everybody needs their room, I guess. This week, Jesus offers uh, one of the more comforting um, scriptures in, uh, in, in all of the Bible. He, he offers a, a comforting word, to be sure. Hear this again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, or many rooms. If it were not so, I would, have, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and I will take you to be with me that you may be where I am. Every time I read that scripture, I'm heartened to no end. I've read that scripture countless times at funerals. And those who hear those words of Jesus in that circumstance are encouraged as well. It's good to know that we, uh, we have a, a place
prepared for us. For the person who puts his or her faith in Christ, there is no reason to fear death. In fact, life takes on a, a whole new perspective when we put our gaze heavenward. So for those who put their faith in Jesus, there's no reason to fear. Not for us, no. In, in, in fact, life takes on a whole new perspective as we place our lives in Christ, the one who is Lord over all time. When we put our gaze heavenward, our lives are just made different. We are concerned about the, the day in which we live and the days ahead. There is that degree where we continue to, to move forward into those, but when our gaze is heavenward, we take on a whole different perspective on life. In a world filled with all sorts of trouble, and let's face it, there is enough trouble to go around these days, it's good to hear a reassuring word. Let not your hearts be troubled. Thank God that, that Christ brings that word. He's always looking out for others. He's always looking out for us. Let not your hearts be troubled. So what sort of things are you facing? What heavy loads are, are you bearing? Jesus longs to meet you in the midst of those. People are writing these days about uh, people hitting the wall when it comes to the pandemic with all the hope about emerging. And you can almost feel that hope, almost understand that, yes, indeed, we are emerging. The end of the pandemic still seems to be a long way off. Realize it or not, we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of a lot of events that mark a, a season of tremendous social and racial upheaval in our country. Everyone will be challenged in the days ahead if we're not already challenged. Regardless of what you're facing, the call is to put your trust in Christ. Believe in God. Believe also in me, he says. Sarah Young, in that great uh, devotional book, uh, Jesus Calling, writes, well-developed trust will bring you many blessings, not the least of which is my peace. And if you've ever read through uh, Jesus Calling, you know that, that Young writes in the first person as if Jesus is talking directly to us. A well-developed trust will bring many blessings, not the least of which is my peace. Placing our trust in Jesus always brings a, a glimmer of hope. When we trust, we become more hopeful. Even in our darkest hour, even in our most uncertain season, Christ brings a glimmer of hope. In Christ, we find ourselves well consoled and deeply sustained. The message Jesus wants to get across here in John 14 is that we have every reason to be hopeful for this life and for the next. Again, hear it. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Hopeful for this life, sure, 
hopeful for the next. Jesus is saying that when it comes to eternity, there is a place for you. As we said just a few moments ago, everybody needs their place. Our faith is squarely built upon the truth that for those who so believe, there is a place set aside for us in eternity. And in talking about a place, I'm not just talking about some luxury condo in the heavens, but a place where we are able to have unencumbered relationship with God, a place where we are able to, to offer praise and thanksgiving at the very throne of God. Think of that. The Greek word uh, used here for, for room is moni, uh, which is best translated um, dwelling places. You know, if you, if you take the, the root of that and, and, and make it as a verb, uh, it, that same word is, is, is translated uh, dwelling places or, or, or abide or, or remain. It is the very word that uh, Jesus uses in, in John 15 when he talks about abiding in him. He is our dwelling place. We'll talk about abiding in him next week. I, I hope that you make every effort to, to come. Essentially what Jesus is saying is this. Now get this. If you trust me, if you abide in me, if your faith is in me, you will dwell in the presence of the Lord forever. You see, we have nothing to fear. Jesus stands with us right now. He stands with us now and forevermore. That's the truth of our faith. It is the profound reality of the very thing that God seeks to, to share with all the world for all time through his son, that uh, he is with us now and will be with us forever. Upon uh, Jesus offering this very hopeful word, uh, John, John, I'm sorry, uh, Thomas chimes in with, uh, with a couple of questions. You would figure that of all the... Uh, all the disciples, Thomas would be the one to do just that. Thomas was just uh, naturally inquisitive. He was quite the, the empiricist, if you will. Like you and me, he just needed to, to see some evidence. You know where I'm going, says Jesus. To which Thomas replied, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Thomas would have been well satisfied with a road map leading him to the exact place that Jesus was talking about. Well, these days, when it comes to uh, knowing where we're going, there are all sorts of things at our disposal. It used to be that the only thing at our disposal was a road map. Back in the day, uh, I used to stop in at the local Pizza Hut or Papa John if I needed to, to find where somebody lived. Those uh, pizza delivery guys know every street in the neighborhood. And they were always very, very glad to help. They never, ever gave me a free pizza, though. Now we get our directions right off our phones. We not only know how we're going, or going to, to get there, where we're gonna, how we're going to be going, but we know exactly when we're going to get there. Now some uh, just go by instinct in, in getting to their destination. 
I, I've been known to do that more times than not, and almost every time I end up uh, getting us lost. I've even uh, had people lead the way. You know, I'll ask somebody for directions. Hey, ah, come on, I, I, I'll show you the way. You always get to where you're going when somebody leads the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says Jesus. When it comes to finding our way to the Father, Jesus leads the way. He not only gives us directions, he leads the way. A way that takes us to the very foot of the cross where forgiveness is offered and the newness of life is ours. And Christ doesn't stop there. He leads us from the cross to the empty tomb. And it's there that we we experience the hope and promise that death does not have the last word. I've often said this. You've heard me say it. In Christ, we experience abundant life now and eternal life later on. For me, that, that sums it all up. We, we, we experience abundant life now, eternal life later on, all on account of what God does through his son, Jesus. For me, this is the good news that Jesus came to offer. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says Jesus. No one comes to the Father except through me. The good news in all of this is that through Jesus, there is the offer of relationship with God that is possible in no other way. Jesus is proof that God is willing to go to any lengths so to, to claim us as his, as his own, that we indeed are his children. So many these days get caught up in trying to discern who gets in and who does not. You know, that's way above uh, our pay grade, if you know what I mean. Quite frankly, I leave all of that to God Almighty, who is a loving, righteous judge. I leave it to him. But what I do concern myself with is taking the opportunity to share with all who will listen the good news of how Jesus has transformed my life. That's my concern. And I pray that it is yours as well. I like the story told of the man who every morning read the obituaries in his local newspaper. A friend who knew this about him decided to play a trick. He, he pulled some strings with the, with the newspaper and had his friend's name and picture printed in the obits one morning. Well, the morning obits came out, and the man opened his paper as he did every morning, and to his surprise, he was there. Immediately, he called his friend and asked him if he had, had he seen the paper. He said, why, why yes, said the, the friend, and he did so with a, a hint of disbelief in his voice. Is that really you? I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, yeah, that's me, uh, he, he, he said as he tried to convince his, his friend. And then the friend asked this, oh, by the way, do you mind if I ask, uh, where are you calling from? Well, for you and me, we have the grand assurance as we place our faith in Christ that ours is eternity before God. For those of us who so believe, we can be well assured as to where we're going. 
This is the hope and promise that we have in the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. The one who extends comfort when our hearts are troubled. The one who by dying on the cross paves the way for forgiveness. The one who by rising from the dead leads us beyond this life to the next. And the 